Hey girl, can you believe it's day seven of the Esther Bible Reading Challenge? I'm super excited because for seven days straight, we have been in the book of Esther going and seeking God's voice and what is next for us as the daughters with an Esther anointing, a special favor on our lives by God. So let's get into day seven, chapter seven of Esther. Mm-hmm. Okay, so y'all, I have lost my voice, so bear with me. It's a long story for a different day, but we're reading chapter 7 of Esther. Haman impaled. So the king and Haman went to Queen Esther's banquet, and as they were drinking wine on the second day, the king again asked, Queen Esther, what is your petition? It will be given you. What is your request? Even up to half the kingdom, it will be granted. Then Queen Esther answered, If I have found favor with you, your majesty, and if it pleases you, grant me my life. This is my petition. And spare my people. This is my request. For I and my people have been sold to be destroyed, killed, and annihilated. If we had merely been sold as male and female slaves, I would have kept quiet, because no such distress would justify disturbing the king. King Xerxes asked Queen Esther, who is he? Where is he? The man who has dared to do such a thing. Esther said, an adversary, an enemy, the vile Haman. Then Haman was terrified before the king and queen. The king got up in rage, left his wine and went out into the palace garden. But Haman, realizing that the king had already decided his fate, stayed behind to beg Queen Esther for his life. Just as the king returned from the palace garden to the banquet hall, Haman was falling on the couch where Esther was reclining. The king exclaimed, will he even molest the queen while she is with me in the house? As soon as the word left the king's mouth, they covered Haman's face. Then Harbana, one of the nuks attending the king, said, a pole reaching to a height of 50 cubits mm -hmm, stands by Haman's house. He had it set up for Mordecai, who spoke up to help the king. The king said, impale him on it. So they impaled Haman on the pole he had set up for Mordecai. Then the king's fury subsided. Fury, excuse me, subsided. Can y'all believe this about Haman? Can y'all, okay, so first of all, let's set the scene. Okay, let's get practical with it. Haman gets up that morning and he's like, oh, I'm going to a banquet with the king and queen, right? Not knowing that, like, this is the day you finna be brought to the table to be brought to death because of how you've been, because of the actions you've had. And so, like, imagine, like, he got up that morning, he got up that day or whatever, he, you know, they prepared him. I bet his wife had a little pep talk with him. Oh, my goodness. You know, you're going to go meet with the king and queen. And then he gets there and they're eating and stuff. You know what's really amazing to me? That King Xerxes asked 
Esther in front of Haman, what was her request and what was her petition? Of course, Haman didn't know what she was going to request. We're under the assumption that, of course, no one knows that she's Jewish because Mordecai, her uncle, told her not to tell anybody of her nationality or origin. So we have to assume that people still don't know that she's Jewish, obviously. But for the fact for the king to do that in front of Haman, I feel like it was a part of her favor, a part of her grace. Like I'm, he made it public. It wasn't like, hey, come summon her in the back, you know, after Haman leaves. Now, what what is it that you need? No, like God was going to show Esther, I'm going to show up for you right now in front of your enemy, in front of the very person who wanted to annihilate you and all your people. I'm going to show up for you publicly here. That's amazing to me. And Esther's response to it all, like the king had been asking her at the first banquet, what is your petition? What is your request? What is your petition? What is your request? And I do believe scripture doesn't go into it, but this is just something that I believe based on God's character. I believe because Esther fasted and prayed, that first banquet, I believe, was a part of God's plan. But I also believe like she didn't have the release to go ahead and say what God wanted her to do. Like it wasn't time yet at that first banquet. Because why not ask the king there? But you invited him to another And so by this time, he is like eager to hear, you know, as people say, you butter him up (laughs) to hear and to grant you. He said, I'll give you even even if you ask for half of the kingdom, I'll give it to you. 127 provinces now. I'll give you half of that. You think Queen V ever had half of the I don't think so. I don't think so. So God showed up for her right in front of her enemy. So when we say God prepares a table before us in the presence of our enemy, like we say that, like we believe it now because we've seen it. But also that Esther was confident and she waited on when and where and what time and how. And I know that's something that I want to pray for and be rooted in, that I do not speak before it is time for me to speak. I don't do something before God wants me to do it. I don't go somewhere before God wants me to go. I don't have a single conversation with anybody before God wants me to have a conversation with them. Like there is a part in it where Esther had to like give up any anxiety that she had, anything in her that wanted to rush and wanted to, you know, do this with, with apart from God, like she surrendered that under him. And so God was like, okay, this is the time, do it now. (laughs) So I think really, The importance is we have to wait for God to give us the go-ahead. 
Because when we operate in his will, his will has our anointing. But when we operate out of his will, we have to say, okay, if we're out of your will, if we're not in our set place, if we're not at your set time, are we still operating under that favor, under that anointing? Now, I don't believe, even in Matthew, I believe, like somebody correct me. In Matthew, Jesus talks about like, no, I'm tripping. Or am I? I don't believe God take gifts away. <laughs> like when he gives something, he gives it. Like it's a gift. So the gifts that we have, I don't think they ever are taken away from us. But in order to operate in them according to God's purpose, we have to surrender and submit to him and be obedient. And that's easier said than done. Trust me. <laughs> I have been dealt with by God for being disobedient and it is not pretty at all. <laughs> and I'm sure you have to. But because he loves us like you know, he's he's gracious enough to discipline us and to um in Psalm 118 it talks about how he's severely chastened us but he 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 hadn't given us over to the enemy. That's a gracious God. That's a merciful God. That's a patient God. And so I think really what our prayer is today is that we we wait on God to tell us when to move. We wait on him to tell us how to move. We've been called to go into spaces and places and reach people that have never been reached before and be curse breakers and be the first in our family to do something. But as we've been talking about chapters one through seven, God is the great strategist. So we need him to the Holy Spirit to tell us, okay, this is the time that you do this. This is the time that you open up that business. This is the time that you talk to that person. This is the time that you apply because now everything is aligned. We can't see what God is doing. And I think Esther has showed me that God, he don't never walk into nothing without a plan. If you're the guy from the beginning, you've had a plan all along. And so it's like everything just starts to make sense. You know, like if God is a God of process, which I believe he is, according to what I've seen in his word and about his character. Then in a process, there's certain things that have to happen. If you're baking a cake and you put eggs in the cake, flour, you put vanilla or milk or sugar, those things have to come under a certain temperature for a certain amount of time to actually mix together and become a cake. If you take a cake out too soon, it's undone. Some people's cake be like wet. <laughs> uh. Some people's cakes are too dense because they put too much. And one thing my mom always tells me, you cannot rush cooking. And I think it's the same thing with God's process. Like Esther could not rush this, even if she wanted to. Because God was going to in such a time as this. There were things that had to happen. Mordecai had to be exalted. And, and the whole team, uh, excuse me, the whole Susa, city of Susa, by the very person that wanted to persecute and annihilate him. That had to happen. 
Esther had to call these banquets and get the king's heart softened. The king had to have a night where he couldn't sleep so that the, the chronicles could be read to him. There's so much that had to happen in order for Esther to get to this point where she's doing exactly what God has called her to do. And so that's our prayer point today. Okay, not delay, not delay. Because there's a lot of times that we are delayed <laughs> and we come against delay. We come against the spirit of delay. We will not be delayed for nothing can overtake the, the plan of the Lord. And how dare it think that it can, right? But that we are submitted to God's process. Even once we get to that place of purpose where we know where we're supposed to be, but we don't just walk in like, well, I know I'm purposed by God. So let me just do what I want to do and act how I want. Like, nah. And the Holy Spirit is teaching me that. Seek me. Ask me. And follow and wait and be patient. And when the time is right, I'm going to tell you exactly what to say, exactly how to reach that person, exactly how to have a conversation, exactly how to do this, exactly how to, like, that's him. He, he dope. I love God. He for real. <laughs> so let's pray. Lord, I thank you for being the I am, Lord God, the God of all things created. Nothing was created apart from you, God. No plan of you, no plan in our lives. Nothing that we can do can be done apart from you, Lord God. We thank you for who you are. We thank you, Lord God, that everything that we do is done through you. That we move with confidence in you. That even though we're in our season and in our places of purpose, God, that we still rely on you always because you are Lord of our lives. You are our great salvation. You are Adonai, Elohim. We love you and we rely on you, God. You are needed. We need you. <laughs> we can't do this without you. We are nothing without you, God. We are nothing without you. We are nothing without your knowledge, your wisdom, your perfection, your timing, your love, your peace, your strength, your joy. We are nothing without those things, God. We are nothing without a relationship with you. We are nothing without coming to you in, in pure heart and asking you to lead us and guide us. We don't have a path without you. You are our path. You're our only option. And God, I pray for every single woman that's listening to this, who is in her place of purpose right now, that we, that this is always in our heart, that the thought of never doing anything without you remains on our heart forever, God, that we will always ask you, Lord, what do you want us to do? That we will never go out on a limb on our own because we feel that we can or because we feel that we've arrived or, Lord, that we will remain humble at your feet. Lord, you are the only omnipresent. You are the only omniscient, Lord God. And we say glory and honor to you. So we thank you, Lord God. 
We love you. Lord, I pray right now and I come against, I call out any spirit of delay in these women's lives and my life that it shall not form. It, I mean, it shall not prosper. No weapon formed against them shall prosper in the name of Jesus. I pray that the the delay that has been over their lives for generations and their bloodline has, is broken, is broken in the name of Jesus. And I believe that they have the, the authority in them because of you, Jesus, that we have the authority to call things as though they are. Lord God, we have the authority with the faith of a mustard seed to move a mountain and it shall be moved. So Lord, I pray that we just walk in our authority to know that nothing has the right to delay what you have promised in the name of Jesus. So we bind up and cast out the spirit of delay in the name of Jesus. We command that it has no access over our lives, the things and the unclean spirits and the the obstacles that want to keep us stuck in a place of uncertainty, in a place of anxiety, in a place of depression, in a place of generational curses, that we have broken the cycle and we walk firmly in knowing that you uh, and your word are our shield and our rampart, our forge, Lord God, that we can come behind you and know that you will fight on our behalf because you promised that we will never be put to shame. So we thank you, Lord God, that we can speak with authority under your name, Jesus, and it shall be done for us. You will honor our word. Lord, help us to always speak your word, though. Help us to always speak the truth in Jesus' name. And we praise and honor you, God. The old things have passed away in the lives of the women that are listening to this. And as we go to day eight, day nine, and day 10, that we rejoice, Lord God, not only because we are hearing your voice, but because we are confident in our relationship with you, Lord. We love you and we praise you and we promise to give you all the praise and glory for everything that you are doing through our lives. Even when people praise, try to praise us, God, we will always give you praise and may you always be glorified in our lives. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. All right, so that's all for day seven. I don't know about y'all, but I'm just feeling so good about this Esther challenge. So even if you go through this Esther challenge at whatever time, in a different time, like even if you you are listening to this, you know, months down the road and you're going through the days yourself, I just believe that you are going to meet God um, because he honors our request. You're going to meet him and he's like, seek and you shall find. (laughs) So anyway, I just, I I love it. I am so excited about what God is going to do in all of our lives because we are seeking him and asking him and knocking. The door shall be opened. So yeah, I love y'all and I'll see y'all tomorrow for day eight. Oh my goodness. I'll see y'all for day eight. Love you. Bye.